Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Happiness in Humans. My name is Matt Phelan. I am co-founder of a business called the Happiness Index and I'm here with the amazing Roma Varma and Pat Phelan. How are you guys? Hi, good, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm good. How are you, Pat? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you, Matt? Good. What's the what's what's going on in the client team today? Um, just been yeah, every day uh, is a busy day in the team. Uh, today, especially, uh, we launched uh, one of our customers across uh, nine different languages. So it's yeah, it's it's always quite rewarding uh, when you see all your all the team's hard work uh, pay off. Uh, so yeah, it's been been a good week so far. Cool. So to our listeners, um, there's a special reason I've invited. Uh, Pat and Roma on is because they were actually our first first two team members at the Happiness Index. Um, but before we get into the questions, um, Roma, do you want to go first? Do you want to just introduce yourself quickly? Yeah, of course. So I am Roma. I am a senior customer success manager at the Happiness Index, and I've been here for four, maybe over four and a half years now, which for me is a very long time because before THI I never stuck at any job for more than 12 months so it's I clearly love it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Patrick? Hello yeah I'm Pat I work in the customer team alongside Roma uh, I've been with the Happiness Index I think yeah maybe about five or so years five and a bit um, so yeah it's been uh, it's been a good uh, ride so far. Cool. And um, obviously, we have to kick off um, asking what makes you happy. Uh, Roma, do you want to go first? Of course. So I love hanging out with my friends and family. I love going on the holidays, especially in um, the heat. I also love going on adventures and food, which, yeah, I'm just obsessed with. And I think, I think Roma, we should do another podcast version just of your adventures, because every time you go <laughs> anywhere, something crazy happens, doesn't it? <laughs> That is so true. I do get really excited and just book anything that's a bit crazy and out there. I think I just love the adrenaline. Yeah. And uh, Pat, what makes you happy? And if you, obviously you have to say your brother, but um, other than that, what else, <laughs> what else would you would you put into that list? Uh, Asterix, Matt Phelan, and then obviously, yeah, friends, spending time with friends and family, but also getting outside with nature uh, as well. And also obviously growing up on a farm, you're surrounded by animals. So uh, wildlife uh, as well, I'd say. Cool. Um, so I want to talk about the early days of the Happiness Index. So just for the listeners to know, although I was one of the co-founders of the Happiness Index, Roma and Pat were at the Happiness Index years before me. So I'm actually looking forward to this as well, um, because these are days that they know more about than I do. Um, Pat, you were first in. Obviously, Tony was the, the first co-founder there. And I think you joined about a year after yeah. Tony. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? What was it like being at the Happiness Index as, as num- person number two? Um, I think looking back on it, you, when you look back on things, it's always with rose rose tinted spectacles, and it was it was definitely exciting. Um, uh, as it was probably very uh, stressful as well, because there's a lot to do when it's just um, two of your day to day. But yeah, look, looking back on that early part, um, we were sort of doing a bit of everything from customer support to sales uh, to marketing uh, to yeah office admin and everything else in between so yeah I remember it as being yeah very exciting uh, challenging helping you grow as a person and as a uh, professional as well um, so yeah I think overall it was just yeah 
look back on it with yeah fond memories so Roma, are you uh you joined as we got our sort of first office was a we work at Morgate from my memory but feel feel free to correct me what um when did you join what was it like um yeah so when I joined we were in WeWork which was amazing um so I had actually joined sort of fresh out of uni. I'd had a few different jobs. Um, I'd never worked for a startup before. So it was a bit weird working for such a small company, but I loved having such a big impact and, you know, getting stuck into the day-to-day things. So it was really exciting to be part of a startup. It was, I did, when I first started, I did find it a little bit frigid. Um, I personally prefer to work later in the day. But it was like you had to start at 9am um, and I was always late, which, yeah, it's just, yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it and it was good to just have such a big impact on everything that was going on and to also have an impact on your clients as well. The reason I wanted to work at the Happiness Index was because I'd worked for a company before that had done surveys and I was so happy as an employee there because they listened to us. And then the job that I had after, they didn't really care. So the experience wasn't as good. And I wanted to be able to work with companies to make sure that their employees were happy because I knew how much of a difference it made to my working life, just being able to be listened to. I I think that's such an important story, Roma, because I think sometimes from the outside, people think the happiness index is like sunshine and rainbows because... Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're called the Happiness Index, so we must be happy all the time, which is obviously not true. Um, I think it's important. It's part of our own journey because we obviously use our own product, Employee Voice, to listen. Um, And we did use, by the sounds of it, have those rigid office hours. But based on feedback, we changed it. And guess what? The world didn't end. (laughs) Um, So, no, it's so so good to share that. Um, And obviously the last few years we've we've adapted our vision and, and and we all came up with something that we call freedom to be human um for those that are listening that that, that have seen us use that a lot um it's about as an employee about being able to have a voice be treated like a human being um and not just be a number is 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 how we describe it um but every one of our employees experiences it differently so um it's a sort of a, a similar question to the happy question but pat what does freedom to be human mean to you i think for me the big part is the authenticity a bit in terms of um i I don't have to change myself or any aspect of me when i'm um at work um for me that's a big driver so the fact i can be myself all the time at work um it might not it might annoy others but i feel yeah i feel like i can be myself without having to compromise uh, and anything and it's the it's the mirroring of uh values as well uh that i have against what uh, the habitus index stands for as well so yeah very much being pat uh, without having to uh change it really thanks pat and roma you don't annoy me pat i don't think you annoy anyone else like <laughs> that. um i definitely have to echo what pat has said um i think just being able to be yourself is so important because you hear a lot about how people um, have a different personality when they're at work and I just I don't think I would be able to do that I'm just so used to being myself I'm used to just being quite free-spirited and saying what I think as well which is you know it goes down really well at the happiness index and um, it's just being able to do what I want and when I want express myself yeah. as well it's all really important to me 
it's so important, isn't it? Because so many people, they want to block out people's opinions. But like, just hearing you say that, Roma, I always know when there's a problem at the Happiness Index before there's a problem, because normally you've told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but because you care, that's the point, isn't it? Whereas I could imagine working somewhere where you can't speak up like that, where problems just get bigger and bigger. So, yeah, keep. it's just so fascinating for me to hear that. Um, but guys, one of the real reasons I wanted to get you on here, one, to hear that sort of like early story stuff, but also you are you are the the, the leaders of the, how we service our customers. Um, and every Friday, those that don't know the Happiness Index, Pat sends like a little email around called Customer Nugs for Customer Nuggets. Um, I'd just love to know from both of you um, what your favourite uh, customer story is. So, um, Pat, can, do you want to kick off? Yeah, so um, when we work with our customers, obviously they, they take the insight um, from the feedback and they'll do various actions with it. Um, but I think with uh, the effects of COVID uh, affecting all of our lives um, in different ways, I think it's been really rewarding to see how um, the Habit Index and our, and our technology has allowed people just to express themselves a lot more. Um, so essentially, it's, it's obviously we have our main uh, product, but just we have a product called Employee Voice as well, which just allows employees uh, to express how they feel uh, in any regard whenever they want and that's that's just helped um, our customers and new customers steer them through um, these strange times so it's allowed them to understand how their people feel um, during COVID and as a result make changes internally uh, which which benefit uh, the employee but also obviously that the company as a result so it's I think more recently it's definitely been um, great to help our uh, customers navigate uh, these, yeah, these these different times, shall we say? Pat, um, just to just to drill down in there a bit, and Roma, you can jump in this as well before we go back. But I often see when clients get negative feedback in their employee voice, they that they often call one of you, um, and I know we we say we're an in, a human insight partner, um, so the data should speak for itself, and we don't try and go into the telling people what to do side of it and try to stay independent but on a human level when people just phone you and say oh i've just seen because because there's good and bad in there mm. isn't it? we've seen everything from bullying through to some really crazy stuff yeah. what how do you deal with that on a um on a human level because it can be quite serious sometimes can't yeah it? absolutely and obviously the, the vast vast majority of um people we work with are hr um orientated so it's you know it, it's a lot when you know when you're when you're a client and you're going through comments um and scores sometimes it, it, it's not very nice to look at uh scores and feedback which which is negative um and that, that can affect you as an, as an individual as well so yeah occasionally we do get uh, customers asking how do we do this how do we do with that um i think firstly importantly is to it's just show that you care uh in terms of us because yeah. we, we genuinely do um but also it's once you've gone through uh them sharing how they feel it's also important to then help them understand what what they can do about it so often it's sharing um similar stories uh that other customers have gone through all obviously anonymously um and let them know what what's worked 
for those guys. So it's very much understanding the situation they're in professionally and um, personally, how it's affecting them, but then also trying to help them on a practical level in terms of the best way to deal with it uh, internally. Um, anything to add to that, Roma, on the sort of the, the emotional side of this stuff? Um, no, not really. I think it's it's quite hard for HR professionals to read things like that. And sometimes what I've seen with some clients is that it's directed at the HR team as well. Mm. Um, when it feels supported, maybe, or an incident has happened, and it, I kind of feel sorry for those um, HR people because they don't even realise the impact that it's had or what they've done. They haven't seen it in a way that that other person has relayed it through their feedback. Um, But, I mean, it's just really important to sort of take yourself out of the situation and for us, just explain to them, you know, how other companies have worked with it or dealt with it and what they've done as a result and just sending out a message to the rest of the business as well you have to just be really open and transparent and about everything um i think once you do that it's also really good to ask for more feedback so say this is what you've said we are listening but we would love to get some more context around that or ideas on how you think that we can improve um, so I, yeah, that's what I would usually recommend a client does when they do receive negative feedback. No, it's really, really good advice, Roma. And before I just added that extra question in, um, before we go on, what, um, what's your favourite customer nugget, Roma? So I've actually got two. So I've got more of a human story, which is about, um, you mentioned bullying. So we had one client who started using us and it, there were two teams within the business that had mentioned bullying a lot and nobody else in the business was even aware that this was happening. So for our system to be able to identify something like that and for you know the leadership team to then acknowledge it and speak to those managers about their behavior and also speak to the teams about you know specific examples and what has happened, I think being able to change the culture within an organization for me particularly just shows how important what we do is. Um, so yeah. that for me was a real highlight of working um, at the Happiness Index. And then the other story that I have is just around, I personally love working with retail clients because you have so many different aspects of the business. You have warehouses, you have your stores, and then you also have head office. And trying to align all of those cultures together um, is quite a challenge, I think. So with one of the clients that we've worked with, um, they over the three years that they were working with us, we managed to um, increase their scores by 15%, um, but also increase their response rate to 94%, which for me was a massive achievement and for the client as well, just working together to find out the best way to achieve a high response rate, but also making sure that we take action um, and not just taking action across the whole business, but having specific action plans for the warehouses and the stores to make sure that we're improving their lives in that particular area so that altogether the company's scores increase. So that, I think, was really um, quite rewarding to see as well. That's, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because a lot of people assume, well, pre-COVID, that everyone sits in an office, wears a white shirt, white collar, um, and sits at a desk on email all day and... That's a great example because that's not that's not what the reality of the work the a, a real workforce is like. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's so interesting seeing the differentiation between the scores. 
and what people are saying based on the environment they're in. No, it's really useful, guys. So um, we're into the last three minutes. Um, Want to talk about the future? Um, who should we? Yeah, let's go with you first, Roma. Um, what's what's the future? What's what what's what's the future for the Happiness Index for us for you? Um, what's going on? What what what, what do you see in that crystal ball of yours? Roma? <laughs> so um, we've recently been talking about moving over to a quantum organisation. So over the years, we've definitely become a lot more um, flexible and fluid in our approach to work. Um, but what I really like about um, the quantum organization is that it means that we can collaborate with other teams that we might not work with all the time. So we can get involved in lots of different areas of the business. Um, we have less of a hierarchical approach as well, which is really interesting. Um, I mean, it's never really been like that within THI anyway. We always work closely with the leadership team. Um, so it's all yeah, it's all really exciting. So it's built on light touch, embedded learning and self-organizing. Um, so we're trying it at the Happiness Index and we're really excited about it. So I'm sure we'll update everybody um, once we've done it for an extended period of time and we've got um, a better idea of how it works, maybe what improvements can be made if any other companies want to adopt a similar approach. Yeah, and I think uh, this is not a, ma a massive plug for my book, but <laughs> the last... Um... The last chapters on quantum organizations so i've 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 outlined it as a possible option for people to, that are trying to move from the old command and control structure to something new because i think it's quite easy to say oh you should get rid of command and control um but then it's like where are we going to go with that um so interesting times ahead for us on that um pat anything what's in your crystal ball um, i think for me it sort of echoes a point which you you mentioned at our um socials that we've had in the past matter that happens index in terms of its obviously it's really important from a, a commercial aspect that we continue to grow um because obviously we have salaries to pay and people have bills uh, to pay but it's almost even more important to make sure that as we do grow that we don't sacrifice our culture as a result because especially because of who we are and what we stand for and what we do um if our culture does fall down uh, people experiencing burnout, um, not feeling um, recognised or fulfilled at work, uh, then we have uh, essentially uh, failed in that regard. So it's very much yes. how, and again, it's 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 a predicament that most companies have when they grow. But it's 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 very important for us, and I think we will uh, just maintain that culture uh, as we grow uh, without. Uh, sacrificing um anything else as a result no it's such a good point pat and for, for those listeners out there i'd recommend checking out um zebras so sometimes the happiness index gets labeled like oh, i wonder if it'll be a british or uk unicorn and we push it back and say we, we never want to be a unicorn we'd like to be a zebra um check it out it's kind of like the extension of b corps and it's around how you grow but in a sustainable way that doesn't just that's not growth at all cost um and i think to also to reflect on both of what you're saying i think the happiness index is a living case study like how roma said around how we were rigid and how we've we've adapted based on feedback because i, I said in the board meeting this week the best thing that we could ever do is make loads of money as a company and treat our employees well and make it happen oh fred's coming um fred wants to be live on this podcast <laughs> yes fred 
Oh, brilliant. I'll come in. Fred, we're just wrapping up. Have you got any wise words for our listeners? Yeah, there's wise, wise words there, everyone. I just, I'm just going to finish up by saying the TV needs fixing. And I just want to say thanks so much, Pat and Roma. I think you're busting that myth that millennials um, don't don't want to stick around for a while. And I think you've always been so aligned to our purpose and our vision. And I just personally for me, thank you so much for, for getting us as far as we have so far and, and taking time to share that story. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye.